Welcome back to Unclassical, the podcast where we look at uh, classical texts. And uh, look at them with a modern perspective and basically call it bullshit. Yeah, rip the piss. Rip the fucking piss. I am Marsha. And I'm Katie. And today, lads, we're going to be starting the journey into Jane Eyre. I Mm. get to be told a story this time. Yes, the tables have turned. I'm back in the driving seat. And Jane Eyre. So... Do you know much about Jane Eyre? Um, well, I've seen the film. Well, then that's yes, I do know. I know uh, the fucking story. I know what fucking happens. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. And, I've heard uh, it before, lads. Thanks for tuning in, lads. Uh, that was great. We'll see you next time. Yeah, bye, bye. Let's keep it brief. Well, Jane Eyre, as you may know, was written by one of the Bronte sisters. Which one? I, I read it. It's uh, Charlotte. It is Charlotte, yes. Yeah. What, who are the other ones and what did they write? I was just thinking, I don't have it with me, so I can't double check, but... Wuthering Heights, is that a Bronte? Yeah, so, we're both, so I'm reading Bronte. We're both reading Brontes. Mm. Um, Who wrote Frankenstein? That's um, Mary Shelley. Is she American? I don't think so. Good. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> I don't She's... know why, but no. Yeah, I, for some reason I no, think she one She was of... friends with Lord Byron. He yeah. wrote Dracula? Well, he wrote like some spooky shit. He wrote spooky... Oh, I don't fucking know. Why do I pretend like I'm educated? I know the book I read and prepare for the podcast. Yeah. That's about it. But um, yeah, so it's written by Charlotte Bronte and was published in 1847, which, Ooh. as I looked up, is early Victorian period, which is relevant. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, only because I keep calling it from Victorians. And I was like, are you lads? Are you really? Are you? Yeah. So anyway, Charlotte Bronte. Yeah. Do you know much about her? Well, I'm guessing that her name's Charlotte. And her surname is Bronte. And she had three sisters, I believe, one of which was also writer Emily Bronte. 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 I'm guessing they're brunette. Um, <laughs> and then they also had another twat, a sister who didn't write, and a brother who... I love that. They had another twat. I mean, someone who wasn't an author. <laughs> someone who wasn't an author who gives a shit. Like, twat. Um, so apparently loads of the book is based on Charlotte Bronte's own life. And oh. as we read it, we're going to hope it's the less abusive bits because... It's quite yeah. a ridiculous story. So yeah. I was like, the fact that she was female and went to school, are we basing it on that bit? Like, Yeah, surely. Because like, <laughs> this is quite dark in some areas. I'm just like, yeah. weird. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, Charlotte was the oldest of the Bronte sisters, at least out of the ones that made it into adulthood. So um, isn't that just an insight into the time, guys? It's Victorian era, innit? Yeah, exactly. Flies. Yeah, and she wrote under the pseudonym of Cura Ellis, that's C-U-R-R-E-R, which I'm presuming is either a boy's name or at the very least androgynous. Yeah, um, Emily Bronte, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head because I don't know this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, she used a male's name. Like yeah. Pseudonym. So Cura Ellis, that well-known boy's name. Um, <laughs> but, but after a while, the sisters dropped all their pseudonyms and revealed their true identities. Like, lol joke. It's us. Aren't we amazing? We're, we're men. And then everyone was like, oh yes, charming. 
quite charming. So they were actually kind of a bit like renowned and famous in their time. They weren't oh, just like cool. disgusting women hide. Like I don't think they probably would have gotten as successful if they didn't yeah. use the original pseudonyms. Um, but then, as is the time, Charlotte got pregnant and died of severe morning sickness. One of the other Fuck reasons why children really suck. I'm not being... <laughs> I, had, I, I had really bad cramps the other day because I ate too much dairy. <laughs> and it just made me think, I'm never having a child. Because, it's Jesus, fucking... I couldn't handle that. It's and that the... lasted half an hour. <laughs> it's a fucking word. Oh, what a way to go. Anyway, um, so... How bad was the morning sickness? Jesus. Pretty bad. And that was the end of poor dear Charlotte. Sorry, I don't Charlotte. know if she wrote anything else. Probably should have looked into that. Yeah, I don't think... I f- I feel like maybe they did. Well, I'm basing this off, again, Emily. But I know she did write other stuff, but I think Wuthering Heights is a renowned one that she got famous for. And then, you know, there's other shit going on. But yeah, there's no, shit. Going on. No, gave a shit. Like, I don't know. But maybe she did write something else. Maybe we'll look into it another time. Who knows? So, the initial reception of the book, people thought it was anti-Christian and rebellious and that it would make women rebellious in the home. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Now, Control your women. Jane Eyre is a bit of a sap guy. She ain't that bad. So yeah. if audience of the 1800s were worried about willi- women rebelling in the way Jane Eyre supposedly rebelled, well, I'm just going to say... getting a job. <laughs> literally getting a job and very, very occasionally speaking her mind. God, what an absolute whore. Yeah, they would not have been fans of Game of Thrones. Or <sighs> is anyone anymore, to be no. honest? Fucking hell. Jesus. Fuck you, Bran. Get in there. <sighs> That is that is another conversation that That's we won't a whole get into. Other fucking podcast, Jesus Christ! So when did that come out? That came out in like April, and I'm still angry. I will always be angry. Oh, I'm so angry, <laughs> guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, just don't, leave it. Like don't, don't don't leave yourself open to the pain of giving. Was it ten years? Yeah, ten years. Ten years of our something life. amazing that they fucked. Do you know why they fucked it? I'm sorry for the tangent, guys. But apparently... I do know, but Katie, you tell them. So apparently, they were offered 12 episodes for the final season of Game of Thrones, but they only did six because the fucking writers wanted to go and write fucking Star Wars. Star Wars. And so they cocked it. So Star Wars sucks. Yeah. And they ruined ruined Game of Thrones. Ruined. Ruined. So, yeah. Back on subject. There's that. Back to Jonah. Um... What was the other reception thing of the book? Oh, yeah. It was thought that the first person narrative basically brought you too close to the character of Jane so you couldn't view her critically. One, you can definitely criticise Jane. She's a bit of a weirdo and I will be (laughs) criticising her a lot. So that's not true. Two, isn't that just skillful writing? Like being able to evoke empathy? Yeah. Like, God damn it, Bronte, you made me feel. For a woman, no less. No. A heart of a woman. So it wasn't that popular. Popular, supposedly yeah. at the time I think it was popular because like yeah. I said it, the, the thing I read said Charlotte Bronte was still kind of respected yeah. so also it was, isn't it just a comment like, I couldn't criticise her yeah. well thanks for the compliment yeah also, exactly surely that's more a comment on your ability to analyse than anything it's like <laughs> yeah. okay maybe you should get another job bro exactly I think this is more about you than it does about me yeah. in fact you're kind of complimenting me yeah so like, thanks I'll sure. put that on the back of the book <laughs> yeah exactly so with that on to Jane Eyre <laughs> So, Jane is an orphan living with her aunt and three cousins. Her mum was um, her uncle's sister and her uncle is now dead and Mm. she's living with the aunt that was his wife. And um, before her uncle died, he made the aunt promise um, not to, like, kick Jane out. You know, just, like, things you have to do, apparently, when there's a child living in your house. Like, oh, by the way, if I die, don't kick her into the street. 
I'm glad oh, you said that. Fine. <laughs> Literally. And that kind of shows what the character of Jane's art is like because she has major beef with Jane because Jane isn't her own child. That's literally what it's based in. And Jane actually kind of like sympathises with this. What? Yeah, Jane reckons looking after someone else's child would prove rather irksome. <laughs> Wait to hear about adoptionist name. Yeah, exactly. And then so um, Jane is just viewed as like this unlovable little alien child in the house, just because she's not mine. Twat. It's like, and, like twat. how long has Jane been living there? Like, from what age did she come into it? Since before she can remember. I don't think she remembers her parents. So they had her from like a baby or like very young. Very toddler. very young. Here she's young. She's like eightish now. Yeah. Ha- like, okay, I'm gonna just say this. I'm not a massive fan of children. But Jesus, like... Yeah, she's a fucking child. She's a child. It's like when um, teachers or people in authority or parents or whatever um, absolutely lose their shit at children. And I'm like, they're children. They don't have fucking logic. I'm going to cut the parents some slack because, you know, you're sleep deprived and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, don't abuse them. But, <laughs> but yeah, positions of, like, authority. Yeah. Like, they're a child. Chill the fuck out. Literally. And it's like, and also, how bad could it have been whatever they did? Like... Yeah, like, some, I mean... Some kids are fucked up. Like, they're killing things. Okay? Yeah, like, like, yeah, put that child in the bin. Straight in the bin. <laughs> so, but Jane wasn't killing shit. No. She's just like, I understand I'm unlovable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> like, I'd annoy me too. <laughs> to be fair, I am a bit of a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I get where you're coming from, lads. So I, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so that's her situation with her aunt. Her cousins, yeah, two girls, one boy, they're just dicks who at best ignore her or at worst beat her up and throw books at her. Very casual. There's a bit where her male cousin and George is just lobbing books at her and she's having to like dodge them heavy yeah like hardback books ow yeah and she's just like having to dodge them and then they occasionally hit her so um surely this is the sort of thing that like when you read about like the abuse children go through in books and then like it's the same with Harry Potter yeah like they like isn't that Harry Potter they denied him any sort of affection yeah and you're like dude you should you should be more fucked up so much more fucked up but then I guess that's tangent no that's where they go on with Harry Potter they're like oh it's amazing that you can love because to be fair, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, though. exactly. Like, well, how did you learn? Yeah, well, yeah. Please share the, your secrets. Yeah. J.K. Rowling said answer to any plot hole. Magic in it. Magic in it. <laughs> he had a little potion. It was alright. It was alright. So her cousin John is like the worst one, and he is described as having dingy and unwholesome skin. It sounds sticky. It's, yeah, and like pockmarky. Mm. And... Just like someone who doesn't go outside enough, wash enough, or eat oh, enough greasy, vegetables. Yeah, yeah gross. So, anyway. Waxy. Jane and John have a scrap, and uh, Jane gets the blame. So they. Jane blame Jane. Jane blame, it just makes sense. So they lock her in her uncle's room, which is like an actual shrine to him and hasn't been changed since he died Disgusting. and is super creepy. And Jane basically has a panic attack and starts screaming. And her aunt comes along and says she's really annoyed. Annoying. This violence is almost repulsive. Jesus. <laughs> like, sorry. And shoves her back in the room and locks the door. And then Jane has a literal, an actual, like she has a literal fit, like actually starts fitting and blacks out from the fear. And then um that this is, is our, horrific. It's really horrible. And everyone's just like, fuck's sake, Jane, chill out, you're well annoying. And Poor Jane. That is our introduction to young Jane, pretty much. Her like coming round. Oh yeah, so when um they finally get her out of the room, they call a doctor and she says she's okay, but he can see it's a pretty shit shitty situation. But not just for Jane. He's just like, I mean, can't be fun for you either, like having her here. Must be right, killjoy. Maybe he was only wording it that way to be like Let's uh, remove her, shall we? Take her out. I don't think he cares that much, but yeah, he's like, it's not a great situation for anyone. And so he suggests to the aunt that she sends her to boarding school. 
So whilst all this is going on, Jane overhears the servants discussing her and uh, basically uh, they conclude that they would be more sympathetic towards her, bearing in mind she's now coming around from having this literal fit from being yeah, so badly abused. And she's also a child. Eight years old. So they would be more sympathetic towards her if she was a nice pretty child like her cousin <gasps> Georgiana, who has long curls and blue eyes, but they couldn't care much for a little toad as that. Nice. Wow. Also, like, focus so much on appearances. Like, I know. Like, you didn't choose to have this fuck face. Like, literally, like, if you were fit, babes, I probably would have got you out of the room earlier. But as it is, scream yourself into unconsciousness. Yeah. Uh, is there one servant that's nice to her? Well, lot. You'll see in a minute. There is the, in inverted commas, nice servant. But she's still a dick. Like, yeah, I've got a comment from her in a minute. Um, so, yeah, Jane uh, gets into another fight with John after this and has her ears boxed and is shook most soundly and I just thought that sounded like she because it's all like written from Jane's own perspective like she beat the crap out of me but she did a grand job <laughs> like I was shaken soundly like to be fair I do feel bad <laughs> I feel well and truly yeah, I've been battered mate and also what is ear boxing sure like is it just being punched in the ear because like, oh I was watching something else the other day I can't remember what it was. I think someone had a book and they were like, sometimes they'd use this to box the ears. So is it just thwacking someone in the ear? Oh. Which would fucking hurt. I think it would give them brain damage. It could definitely make your ear bleed or something. Yeah. I, I mean, the image in my brain is obviously not what it is, but I have this image of like someone having like almost like a puppet load of strings and just a load of like boxes hanging off it and just whacking it out. <laughs> there you go. I have an image of like just having your head in the middle and like someone's fist directly on either oh. side of your head and just punching you dead in each ear. I think that would make me vomit. There's like a wrestling move where you slap someone on the ears and then it, it's meant to really fuck you up. Yeah, so I feel that. Don't do that to children. It's really As, fucking yeah, weird. Especially children, because they've got like soft skulls. Yeah, you oh can't my protect god. That shit. Jesus Christ. So anyway, she's having her brain punched in, apparently. How evil must they be for us to be like, you gotta help those kids? <laughs> yeah, it's like we hate children. Like they suck. Come on, Jane, come out. Jesus Christ. So um anyway, that's like that scrap is the last straw. Yeah. And so they invite Mr. Brocklehurst, who is the headmaster of a girls' does, school. Does he look like broccoli? Broccoli. No, it looks like a con. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like broccoli. So he's the headmaster of a girls' school. You're not going to like this guy. Um, to come and interview Jane, um, even though he accepts everyone to the school. So the whole. In- Sorry. I don't know if you, you guys won't be able to hear that, but Jesus Christ, the rain just started coming down outside. It sounds like the fucking apocalypse. <laughs> Maybe it is. Boris Johnson has seen that he can't push Brexit through. This is going to go out quite long after recording, but um, so he's decided just to flood the country. <laughs> Where's Noah? <laughs> yeah, help us, man. Um, anyway, so he accepts everyone to the school, so the interview is a little bit pointless. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, waste of a chair. That poor horse. <laughs> I know. So um, Jane is just being her most authentic self, and Mr. Brocklehurst basically like asks how she's going to... The rain's getting heavier, guys. This is scary. I might might drown. (laughs) Anyway, so um, uh, Mr. Brocklehurst basically asks uh, whether she's a pious religious child and, like, says her psalms. And um, Jane says that um, psalms are boring and the best way for her to avoid going to hell is for her to keep in very good health and not die. Which, you know. To be fair. It's fair enough. And so it's not the smoothest interview, but Mr. Brocklehurst really likes abusing children. So he's like, I'm going to take great joy in abusing this one. Come to my school. Poor Jane. Yeah, so he takes her on. So the time comes for Jane to say farewell to her aunt as she leaves for school. Her aunt tells Jane that she is deceitful and a liar. Jane then... Bye. Yeah, Jane then promptly... 
informs her aunt that it is in fact her son John that is deceitful and that Georgiana, her daughter, is in fact a liar and that she shall never, never think of her aunt as a relation and if anyone asks how her aunt treated her, she shall tell them that she was miserably cruel and the thought of her aunt makes her sick. You go, Jane. <laughs> and she, oh, sorry, she concludes that other people think her aunt is a good person, but she will put this view right and tell them that she is actually bad, hard-hearted, and lastly, that that makes her aunt, in fact, the deceitful one. Mic drop, Lee's room, boom. <laughs> to be fair, fucking respect Jane. I have one question. Isn't there another child? Yeah, but she's a bit boring. Oh. She comes up later. She's not a liar. She's just really boring and she's not like... Uh, she's just not invested. Yeah. She's just she's the one that stays in her room all the time. Like, I don't care about you. Yeah, literally. She does have something funny way later on. That'll be a later episode. Cool. But um, yeah, so her aunt at this point actually is a bit kind of like, yeah, her aunt doesn't want to be known as a child abuser. <laughs> so, to be fair. Yeah, so she starts being nicer to her. But Jane doesn't have time for this petty shit. She has an education to get to. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, damage is done, bitch. Um, but Eight not... years of abuse. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. But not before um, she go she wants to say goodbye to her favorite servant bessie <laughs> um which is the same one that said she'd like her more if she was prettier oh thanks Beth. yeah so jane asks bessie not to scold her again before she leaves bearing in mind she's only got a few days and bessie says that she best behave then and not be scared of her because that makes her angry oh i hate it when children fear me it makes me want to punch them in the ear <laughs> literally and isn't that like what abusive partners say yeah. like well you made me angry so i had to beat the shit out of you literally like, like well don't make me angry then yeah like fucking hell like that's not cool and this is her favorite servant that she remembers fondly throughout the oh, book oh jay like this is not okay so um does, does bessie have a dark sense of humor don't think so she's just a cunt she's just a cunt she's just like well sometimes you make me angry when you're scared of me like don't be scared of me punching you in the face <laughs> well sometimes when you punch me in the face it's scary <laughs> it makes them crazy bit especially when they're a child yeah when they're literally again eight years old so jane leaves goes to school uh well wow. <laughs> as you can imagine uh of victorian schools there's not much food and it's purely there to make money for mr brocklehurst like mm. they're literally like starving there's a bit where, like they go and have like a meeting with like the head teacher and she's like um oh can we have like some bread and butter for the girls and the other teacher's literally like no, th there's no food. And she's got like a tiny bit of bread and she's like slicing it up for them to share. <laughs> it's like literally like they're like, actually like borderline starving. It's really bad. Oh, there's another bit, uh, which I just remembered, where um, they go to like serve the porridge and it's mm. like actually really moldy. And the girls Ew. are kind of like, can't eat this. And like even the head teacher comes in and she's like, soz girls, like, no, you can't eat this. The door is just opened by a ghost. No, it's Dave. <laughs> Hang on. We just had a delivery of Maltesers. Yummy. Yum, yum, yum. I enjoy Maltesers. Mm, right. Where was I? The porridge is mouldy. Yeah. And yeah, they literally, she's like, can't eat this. So the girls have to go without any breakfast. And then they're right. like trying to like kind of get more food together later in the day so they can like feed them. Like it, it's dire. And there's Mr. Brocklehurst with like his really rich family. Just like, oh, it's all going well. well so wait, families pay to send their children here. I don't know. They don't pay. They're just accepted. Um, okay. and then they have like benefactors that donate to the school okay but and then all that money goes to Mr Brocklehurst completely what an absolute twat yeah you can't starve children oh, but apparently you can so it's Victorian <laughs> England we can do whatever the fuck we want with them yeah no one cares about children they're not up chimneys starve them yeah oh, you've got to earn your place and if you starve them enough they'll fit up the chimneys yeah. <laughs> there you go literally so Jane anyway makes a bestie at school called Helen and this is how Helen wraps up their very first encounter 
You ask rather too many questions. I have given you answers enough for the present. Now I want to read. And that is how I shall conclude all unwanted conversations from now on. Also, but also after that, you'd be like, that is my best friend. Yeah, I like this person. <laughs> and I just thought she was such a warm, lovely person yeah. after that. Like, oh, well, she told me she wanted to be left alone, but she didn't smack me in the face, so I liked her. Literally. Um, unsurprisingly, we discover that Helen is a complete fucking square. There's this one teacher that's like literally abusive to her and beats her. To Helen? Yeah, and um, it's all kind of like, she's like, oh, well, I'm a bit like clumsy and unneat with my writing and a bit like forgetful about things. Those are literally the things. Like, she's not actually being naughty. Yeah. She just needs a bit of extra help. Or not even that. Yeah. Just like a standard child. Exactly. And she literally like canes her and stuff. And um, Jane like says um, if she was hit with the cane, she would grab the cane and snap it under the teacher's nose, which I thought was kind of like ending the teacher's tyranny where a lot of kids would grab the cane and just whack her back with it. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, so that's quite a reserved reaction in in itself. And that's kind of seen as being like, oh my God, Jane, Jesus, breaking the rules. Oh my God. You'd fight if someone beat you up. Yeah. You absolutely Well, not even harlot. fight. You would just remove the thing that's beating you for no reason. Oh, wow. No. You, you're, I mean, they were right. What an absolute, like, unspeakably yeah. evil Rebellious woman. woman. Disgraceful. And Take so, your beatings. <laughs> and Helen replies to this, that if she did that, she'd be expelled from the school and that would be a great grief to her relatives. So it oh, is, Helen, give a shit. <laughs> literally. So it's better for her just to endure the pain alone. And besides, the Bible says return good for evil. So Helen knows she's being beaten, like, unfairly. But she's like, for every evil you're shown, just show them good no, smack him in the face. Exactly. And she's like, and my relatives don't want to know about this. So Helen, you square. She just like is so passive yeah, and just backbone. accepts everything. To be fair, maybe they beat the backbone out of her. Oh yeah, to be fair. She's just flumping Shatter. around. No wonder she's clumsy. <laughs> she ain't got one, lads. So boring, hungry school life continues. Jane drops her slate one day during one of Mr. Brocklehurst's visits. And the teacher is like, it's chill. It's just a slate. It was an accident. But doesn't actually properly stand up to Mr. Brocklehurst, who makes Jane stand on a chair in the middle of the room and gives the speech. (laughs) (laughs) You must be on your guard against her. You must shun her example. If necessary, avoid her company. Exclude her from your sports and shut her out of your converse. Teachers... You must watch her. Keep your eyes on her movements. Weigh well her words. Scrutinise her actions. Punish her body to save her soul. If indeed such salvation be possible for this girl, this child, the native of a Christian land, worse than many a little heathen who says its prayers to Brahma and kneels before a juggernaut, this girl is a liar. She broke a slate, mate. She... She dropped something. <laughs> and, like, literally, what is, like, the most, that's the most evil thing you could say to a child? Like, to all the other children, shun her. Literally. Do not befriend and her. And scrutinise every action. So if she, like, comes up one day, like, oh, I did this for you. Oh, why did you do that? Ulterior motives. Yeah, little, you bitch. little bitch. So, yeah. For, for dropping something. Yeah, by these, accident. the liar thing comes from her aunt, because her aunt yeah. says she's a liar. Um, so he's clearly been working on that speech for fucking ages and has a massive hard on whilst yeah. delivering it. He's like, oh, yeah, show this girl. But Helen smiles at Jane whilst this is all going on, probably because Jane's just nobly accepting her punishment like a sap. And so Jane's just like, Helen, you know, is here. I will accept it. No, Jane, fuck shit up. 
smash all the slaves. <laughs> yeah, smash the like, slaves. Right, well, I'm going to be a bitch. I guess I'll be yeah, a bitch. Exactly. You thought you saw a bitch, man? <laughs> bom, bom, bom. Yeah. Just bomb, bomb, bomb is smashing all the slaves. Obviously <laughs> so that's the jovial. Bom, bom, bom. Bom, 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 bom. Burn the shit to the ground. <laughs> Burn it all down. But afterwards... So she has to stand on the chair for fucking ages, but afterwards Jane's really pissed off because everything was going so well for her at school after she'd been like abused all her childhood. And been fed moldy food. And, yeah. And her one friend oh, yeah. told her to fuck off. Everything was going so fucking well. Yeah. Jane's my Jane's so fucked up. Oh, Jane. So, oh yeah, this is what she says. Uh, because she was treated as an equal by those her my own age and not molested by any. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you, Jane? What did your aunt do? <laughs> They keep using the term molested in this. It's clearly changed meaning somewhat, but it's just so funny. Like, well, that's always a bonus, Jane. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I always like it when I go out and I don't get molested by fellow people. Yeah, so winning. Yes, it was all going very well, wasn't yeah. it, Jane? It's kind of like the bare minimum I'm asking for my day-to-day yeah, life. literally. I don't get home. Like, how was your day? Not molested. Winning. Winning. It's a fair life as a woman when you walk home alone. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so she's sad now because, you know, everything now is not going so well. Yeah. Well. And Helen, in response, is silent as an Indian. Um, yeah, literally a little bit of cultural suppression going on there. Casual racism. Yeah, so a little bit white man suppressing whatever they're saying is an Indian culture at this yeah. point. Probably not even Indian, just brilliant. Okay, Brilliant, great. Um, silent as an Indian. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, this is the odd thing in this, but it's like... Where did that even come from? Yeah, like, oh, oh. Fucking hell. So, yeah, that one. Uh, Yeah, and then, so some time passes, and then they're having, like, this big school assembly, and one of the teachers announces in front of the whole school that they've been looking into the allegations made against Jane, like, basically deciding if, yeah, she's a lying dick or not. Right. And they've concluded that Mr. Brocklehurst is full of crap, and everyone murmurs happily. (laughs) So everyone's like... Well, I didn't think she was that bad, but I mean, Mr. Broccoli's yeah, just so I guess she like, is a cunt. Oh, like, oh, good, oh, good. I'm glad she is good. Because she smiled at me the other day and mm. I didn't want to smack her, but I thought I better have. And, and before I wasn't molesting her, but since I had, I've had to do nothing but molest yeah, her. Yeah, so ah, it's good I can go back to my old ways and not molest her. <laughs> yeah, again. my hands are getting very tired. Yes. <laughs> so that happens then. Uh, anyway. That happiness, unfortunately, can't last for long being a Victorian school. So everyone, of course, starts getting ill and starts dying. Because if you, as we know, if Victorians get cold, that's it. That's it. They are gone. So, yeah, it says this. Many already smitten went home to only to die. Some died at school and were buried quietly and quickly. The nature of the malady forbidding delay. Yes, if you've got disease-ridden bodies lying around, you you, you do have to deal with that you, fairly yeah, promptly, guys. Yeah, you can't just leave that in the, in the corridors. <laughs> and also, once smitten, they were already smitten. I'm so happy to be dying. Yeah, with disease, like, okay. Like, <laughs> and also, nice. sending them home to die, just like, hey, I know you sent your kids here to be educated, but... Um, I well, got sick. Yeah, she's sick, she's probably going to die. Enjoy, take Bye, that. Like, for enjoy. fuck's like, sake. Like, Jesus Christ. Great, fu- you know, I asked you to educate my child. Not after, like, kill it. Yeah, after a very, like, basic level and just basically look after them you, fucking hell guys great job literally i was gonna say how are these how the school not getting sued but i guess it's all poor people's kids they're just sort of they're like oh well yeah they're not getting sued um oh i, I will tell you minutes it's gonna be a time jump so um obvi bestie helen gets ill obvi obvi I, i've got to say i'm not warming to helen no She's exactly like rubbish although so i don't 
this happen with the other children? Maybe she was one of the first to get ill. So after she gets ill, they kind of like take her away from the other children in the school. I guess one for like, you know, um, not contracting infection. Yeah. But she has to hang out only with the head teacher, including sharing a room with her. And they know she's going to die. So it's like the last does, few days just hanging with your head teacher. Does the head teacher want to die? I, I don't know. Maybe it's only kids that are getting it. So weird. But I wouldn't risk it. Like, ow. Yeah, fuck enough. off. Um, so yeah, you last few days on Earth and you spend it with your head teacher. Really anyway, quite. Jane sneaks out one night and gets into bed next to Helen, and they have oh. a lovely long chat. And then Helen dies next to her. Oh, very scarring. Yeah. So yes. After that, time jump. <laughs> it's ten years later. Jane is now eighteen and is a teacher at the school. Ooh. So yeah, she she didn't stray far. No. Uh, Mr. Brocklehurst is no more because he kept starving all the kids, and then obviously they started dying. So uh, basically, the people who were funding the school showed up like, "Hey, I don't give your you money to kill kids." Yeah. And he was like, "But I am very well fed, as are my daughters. Give a shit." But I don't think he went to prison or anything. They just fired him. I think so. <laughs> I mean, there were hangings back then. I know. So many children died at his hand. No one gave a shit about kids, though, did they? So, anyway, he's not in charge of the school anymore, so it's a better school, but, yeah, nothing really seemed to happen to him. And any personality Jane did originally have seems to have been stamped out of her. She's heaven-bent on towing the line. She says, I had given allegiance to duty and order. I was quiet. I believed I was content to the eyes of others. Usually even to my own, I appeared a disciplined and subdued character. Oh, fucking fantastic. I'm so glad we're going to read about it. <laughs> I know. I was like, sounds fucking fascinating, yeah, Jane. I liked Kid Jane, who had a bit of a backbone. <laughs> exactly. But uh, all is not lost because she's becoming bored of being a teacher at the school. <gasps> so Ta-da! she concocts this wild notion. Oh my God, what's she going to do? This is literally like the most um, uninspiring speech you will ever hear. I'm so ready to be uninspired. <laughs> I cried half desperate. Please grant me at least least a new servitude a new servitude doesn't sound too sweet not like liberty excitement or enjoyment servitude sounds matter of fact i have served here now i want to serve elsewhere you need better fucking ambitions oh my Jane. god literally <laughs> like, like yes i don't want to be too out there i don't want to like you know have liberty or excitement but i shall serve elsewhere i don't, I don't even want basic enjoyment no exactly I just wish to serve others in the world. I just would rather be miserable in a different setting. Literally, I'm working hard. Yeah, that is literally it. Oh my God. You are welcome to the fucking abbreviation. She fannies around for about eight paragraphs, like figuring out like what her next step should be. And so she was like, well, I'm a teacher, so I could be a governess. Oh, wow. And then she's literally like, um, oh, how do people get governesses? How do you advertise thinking you want to be a governess? (gasps) People sometimes um, put adverts in the newspaper if they want a governess. I could turn it around and say I'm a governess looking for work. Oh my God, what an absolute wild card. How does one... Why doesn't she just reply to one of the newspapers looking for yeah, a governess. I know. <laughs> and then um but then she's like so i put an ad in the newspaper say i'm looking for it but she's like how does one contact the newspaper hmm i'll write a letter where is the post office for me to put the letter to what have you been doing for the past 10 years jane yeah when is the new- post office open what shift am i on tomorrow when i go shall i wear a scarf like literally like she took a breath in between thinking the next or it goes on for so fucking long so she basically yeah, concludes to put an advert in the newspaper but my god <sighs> welcome for the but abbreviation Marcia, Marcia. 
did she wear a scarf? Oh, I, I think she did. I think oh, it was good. rather chill. Good. <laughs> Can't have Jane getting cold. She'll die. She's <laughs> Well, she had a like, close call with um, Helen. Um, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a strong immune system. Yeah. So um, she finally... Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, she puts her ad in the paper. And... Uh, oh, again, another abbreviation you should be thankful for. We pretty much wait in real time for her to get a reply from a Mrs. Oh Fairfax. God. So it's like, it's just her like going about her normal job, like teaching the kids and having breakfast Give and a stuff. shit. Give a shit. Especially when you know she's going to be leaving soon anyway, but it goes on for fucking pages. So anyway, she finally gets a reply from Mrs. Fairfax asking her to come and be a governess for the household she runs. And Jane imagines her as a frigid, perhaps but not un- but not uncivil so there's nothing wrong with being frigid i know why bitch. is everyone thinking about everyone's like sexual activity yeah it's sort of like jane she are prob- you horny as fuck <laughs> probably like she probably doesn't get much but i bet she's all right but also what like what does her getting much or not have to do with her personality exactly really? like, like, do you want to sleep with her jane yeah exactly you're hoping to like get and in also, on this as if you know her you read a letter being like oh yeah we do need a governess that i bet you l- don't get out much you're fucking frigid bitch literally <laughs> Jane, you judgmental prick. It's so weird. So anyway, Jane's getting all prepped to be a governess at Thornfield Manor when a servant from her aunt comes (gasps) to visit her. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And we hear, you've not quite forgotten me, I think, Miss Jane. In another second, I was embracing her and kissing her rapturously. Bessie, Bessie, Bessie. That was all I said. Now, if I had told you that Jane Eyre was a pioneer for lesbian erotica, you'd have said no. And wouldn't you have looked silly? I was going to say, like, I, think, I think Jane wants to bang Bessie. <laughs> yeah, and she Bess- definitely wants to bang Mrs. Fairfax. Mrs. Fairfax got her all hot and bothered and then Bessie showed up. And she was like, fucking, let's get it on. Let's <laughs> get it on. You abused me just a little bit less than everyone else when I was a kid. Yeah. Let's get it on. Let's get this sexual tension out the window. So, yes, uh, the servant is now married, Bessie, with a kid. and uh, <sighs> Damn it, Jane, I'm sorry. She's taken. <laughs> She's like, sorry, That's babes. a real blow. Fucking hell. So um, she tells Jane that her cousin John is a gambling waste of space. And that, um, Could have predicted that. Yeah, and that Jane has more family. But Jane's like, don't really give a fuck. I've got a job to get to, babe. So mm-hmm. call me when your marriage falls through. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jane gets to Thornfield. And then she's really shocked when Mrs. Fairfax and all the other uh, servants are quite nice to her when she gets there. And then she drops this thought. They are only servants, and one can't converse with them on terms of equality. One must keep them at a due distance for fear of losing one's authority. What a when dickhead. When did you become such a judgmental hierarchy prick, Jane? This is what I, I thought think. you wanted to fuck Bessie, and now you're like, ugh, <laughs> servant. She's, yes. she's wounded. She's like, she married someone else, a fucking bitch. All <gasps> servants are just below me yeah, now. I'll never befriend one ever again. Literally. Until they fuck you, love. Yeah, until they show you the eye, and then you'll be all over them, won't yeah. you, Dick? Um, so. Got a thing for them. <laughs> Thornfield is owned by a Mr. Rochester, who, who is away at the moment, and Jane has been hired to look after his ward, Adele. She's told by Mrs. Fairfax that Mr. Rochester knew Adele's mum and basically said that he could give Adele a better future, so he adopted her. Kind of what uh, Angelina Jolie seems to be doing. And, um... That guy off Dragon's Den. Do you remember hearing about that? No. <laughs> so, Did he just find a kid? I was like, I'll have this one. Literally, he went. I can't remember where it was, but he went and like did a bit of a documentary yeah. and like um this depraved, not depraved. Um, I wonder if that picked up Katie's part just then. <laughs> um, in like this, what am I trying to say? Underprivileged area. Yeah. Uh, I was like, that's the word. It's not depraved. <laughs> so sorry. I couldn't think. 
unprivileged equals depraved. <laughs> Reading <Sam>. this book, <laughs> like there's Jane saying she can't talk to the servants. Like, oh yes, Jane, it was very yeah, brave. Depraved, unprivileged. <laughs> but anyway, he's like interviewing this. I think it was a father and his sons in the room, yeah. and they're basically like talking about like how crap their life is. And he's just like, oh god, yeah, I can see it. And there's like a translator there, and he's like. I'll really help him out. And the guy's like, oh yeah, you know, give us some money. He's like, I'll take your child. And the guy's like, no, that, that that's my son. You, you can't take my child. And the translator's kind of like translating me like, dude, he, he doesn't want you to take his son. It's like, it's okay, I'll take him. And the guy's like, no, I'm not. I want him. I, it's not a debate. Don't take my child. You can't. You can't. He's yeah. mine. And I think in the end, the guy's kind of a bit like, because um, obviously the translator's sort of saying like, cut it and like obviously it's probably directed by the camera like dude the, we can't salvage this there's no way to edit this to make yeah. it good and he's like oh fine 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 i mean you're a literal millionaire just like give him some money yeah like, why well, did you want his child yeah literally also just like i have a really hard life well it's a bit late for you mate but i'll take your kid like i mean i, I love my child as well but you know i don't want to die alone yeah <laughs> like jesus looks slight tangent there was like a woman who she believed she was really good this is a true story mm. and um because she used to kidnap children from underprivileged families and like <laughs> adopt them off to rich families and she was like i'm doing them a favor and she came up to like this the, like one of the stories was like she came up to this lady um who like had a baby and yeah. she was like oh i'm I'm work with the doctors and I can tell you your baby's got a bit of a cold and like, the baby did have a bit of a cold. And what so, baby doesn't? Yeah. And so the lady was like, okay. And she's like, do you mind if I like take it, take it to the doctors and everything and then I'll bring it back. And she's like, and I think, bitch. And she never brought it back. And, like, and they told her that her baby died and the mum was like, no, she didn't. She was not ill. Oh my God. She was fine. They're like, no, your baby died. And then like, so she spent years. Were the doctors like, complicit though? She, no, sorry. She never took it to the doctors. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, because this lady was rich. I can't remember her name. She had a cool name. Mm. It was like. <laughs> For all her downfall, she had a cool name. It was something like Georgia Parks. It had like a mm. ring to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and cause she was rich and she had like, like the backing, I think her dad was like a really successful lawyer. Mm. So when the parents did take this to court, like, that's my child that you have there. <laughs> that is my child. They're like, no, it's not me. It's, it's the, it's the mayor's It's Georgia Oh, it's mayor's. Oh, we actually sold it on. Yeah, yeah. But then she was horrible to children that like, she couldn't find homes for straight away. Like she abused, like she, well, she didn't, I think she overly abused them, but they were like in a similar situation to like the school. Like they were yeah. like, really malnourished. Those and died. And then she just like never happened. Yeah. And like, then like she kept demanding money from like the families. They'd be like, she'd be like, oh, you've like bonded with this new little baby now. Like you're really happy. Yes, it's lovely. Cool. That'll be another thousand pounds or I'm taking it back. And they'd be like, what? What? She was absolutely fucking, fucking psycho. Jesus. Well, we, maybe we should have got on with yeah. Mr. Rochester. Well, that was on Criminal on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> there you go, a little yeah. plug. There. I'm sure you needed it, Criminal. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing good. Plug us. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Jane is settling in, but is getting bored again. And Jesus, she, Jane, never bloody satisfied. I know, but also just, just don't choose to do... enjoyment. Yeah, don't choose to do boring things. Yeah, like you're like, doing exactly cool. the same thing, but somewhere else, more remote. Like, I'm bored. Really? Really, Jane? Like, you surprised me, babe. Like, just do something fun, you freak. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, she gives this very long speech to herself. Um, but um, basically saying, it's not fair to expect women to be contented in purely pursuing womanly pastimes, such as making puddings, knitting socks, playing piano and embroidery, when men are free to pursue whatever they wish to exercise their vocations. I mean, true. Like, absolutely true, but yeah. it's true. And this is what made me think, is this like one of the sentences that the um, people read back then? Yeah. They're like, far too rebellious. Like, disgusting. <laughs> you must be satisfied with your embroidery. Yeah. Embroidery, woman, embroidery. Embroidery, make me a goddamn pudding. 
recording. Yeah. <laughs> fucking whore. Exactly. Well, I'm going to go out and sleep with some other people. I was like, gosh, so rebellious. Like, you know what? I might just want to, you know, try, you know, writing or maybe like, you know, hunting or something. Yeah. Like, no. No. You are a woman. Yes. You bake and you do your embroidery. Now shush. Now shush. So. Rebellious scum. Whilst Jane's settling in, she comes across the mysterious servant character of Grace Poole, who lives in an attic. And Jane sometimes sees Grace Poole carrying a potty down. No! Grace, you absolute disgusting person. Literally. Who on earth pisses in a potty? Do it on the fucking carpet. (laughs) Literally, when um, she's writing this, she's like, pray forgive me for my bluntness, reader. But she was carrying a potty. Oh, just disgraceful, absolutely vulgar. Like the horror. And um, all the servants, including Mrs. Um, Fairfax, seem to know there's something going on with Grace Poole. Like, there's, they know there's the full vibe. story, but no one's telling Jane nothing. Nothing. So, you ain't be, you ain't one of us yet, yeah, Jane. Yeah, you ain't. And I know. heard from your aunt that you're a liar. Yeah, you're a liar. And deceitful. So I did you fucking nothing, you yeah. dick. And also, <laughs> you've arrived and looked at all the servants like we we're a scum. <laughs> yeah. As if we're gonna be your friend. Exactly. Also, she keeps kind of doing like asides in this. I've never seen a remake that does this, but I just imagine her looking to like a fake camera, like, and you know you can't get too close to the servants. <laughs> did you ever see Gentleman Jack? Yeah, she does asides, doesn't she? I saw yeah. the first episode. Yeah. Ugh. That made me cringe so hard. You fan. Made um, me want to die. <laughs> so, ooh, Jane, fine. Oh, shit, I clicked too far in my notes. Sorry, lads. Jane finally meets Mr. Rochester. <gasps> doesn't he have a nice dog? He does, but Duffy. she doesn't know it's Mr. Rochester. I was say she didn't know he had a dog. And I was like, oh, no. No, she, she didn't must meet, know the dog. She didn't meet him yet. But yeah, she doesn't know it's Mr. Rochester because she's out walking and he's riding. <gasps> Scandalous bitch. I know. God, who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? Fucking Lizzie Bennet. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room for one walking Victorian round yeah. here. It's Elizabeth fucking it's Bennet. Elizabeth. <laughs> Don't you know she once walked three miles? <laughs> Literally. So he's riding along on his horse with his dog trotting along and he falls off his horse and Jane goes to help him up because basically he's grumpy and ugly and she likes that, like literally. I do like an ugly, grumpy man. That is what I go for. She basically says, if he were more handsome or was more polite in refusing help, I would have surely fled. But he basically barks at her to get away because she would have felt awkward, I guess. Like, oh God, a handsome man being polite to me. I can't handle. Um, Also like, "Mm, he's being rude. I'll help him. But like, fuck off, you twat. It's because she's what she's used to, yeah, isn't it? Like, he abused me. He must like me. Like familiar ground. So yeah, but he basically barks at her to get away with him, from him with his frowny face. And she just loves it. And she's like, no, sir, I must help you. All right, sexual tension. Like, we need to work on your social cues, yeah. Jane. If someone's like, oh, I couldn't surely be like, oh, come on, you need a hand. If yeah. someone's like, get away from me. You're like, okay. Yeah, maybe it's... <laughs> Also, maybe there's a reason. Maybe she's trying to help him. He's like, no, my back is fucked. Oh, no, I shat myself when I hit the ground. Please just go. I will help you. Please stop moving my goddamn spine. <laughs> it's cracking, you crazy ah! He has, like, really fucked up his legs. So, yeah, it's probably not helping. Yeah, like, she's not, she's a teacher. She's not, like, a trained medical professional. She's like, get back on your horse, mate. Please stop touching me. Yeah, you're making it so much worse. You're really hurting me, please. Um, so, anyway, she gets home later and she sees his dog running around. She puts two and two together and she's like, oh, the scandalous prick I did not know it was Mr. Rochester should have poked him in his broken leg there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> should have kicked it and then later he literally summons her because he wants to get to know her better what um, yeah so he comes so she comes to like see him and uh, he basically just barks questions at her is he the dog <laughs> maybe people look like <laughs> their dogs <laughs> maybe that's what she wants to tell she's like he's a good boy he's just a good boy like, come oh, on. Oh, to be fair even if a dog was hurt if it was growling at me I would I help would it I would help it but Lord, he's a man. <laughs> he's a man. He can get out. He can sort himself out. Yeah. Doggo needs help. 
So yeah, he's barking questions at her and then seems thoroughly uninterested in all her answers. So like, I have got the image that he's basically the cow, like looks like the cowardly lion or the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, I get the beast. Yeah, and he's just barking at her and then like sniffing out like a trail <laughs> of like cheese or something. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, I've got like a porter and brandy. Yeah, sniffing at that, like pulling, like, you know, maybe like got a tennis ball or something to play with. This is not interesting. No. Also, let's just face it. It's not like she's got anything interesting to say. Oh, God, she doesn't. She's fucking Jane Eyre. There's nothing going on. Um, But then we see this beautiful bit of mansplaining, Mm. like literally like kissing the fingers. What would you call that? You know what chefs do? Like, what's delicious? French. French French kissing. I'm not French kissing. (laughs) That's something else. That's a different thing. No, the mwah. Yeah, the mwah. Delicious. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Beautiful mansplaining. Right. So he says to her, what age were you when you went to school? And she says, about 10. And he says, and you stayed there eight years, so now you are 18. I assented. Yes. Arithmetic, you see it's useful. Without its aid, aid, I should hardly be able to guess your age. Does he know he's hired her as a fucking teacher? Yeah. Like, like... I think she's got basic maths down, mate. Yeah. Like, you're 18. I know. Arithmetic, I'm so clever at it. Mate, you added 10 and 8. Yeah, and like literally, that's why we should teach people maths. I know, I teach you award maths. That, that's why you pay me. Yeah. Like, are you fucking okay, are bro? Are you okay? Do you need me to teach you some more arithmetic? Exactly. So, literally. Um, or, or is he just really awkward trying to make a conversation? She's like, yeah, I'm 18. He's like, I don't think... No, it's just because he wants to be seen... Oh, he's definitely like, yeah, just wanted to like ask him, like, you're definitely 18, right, sexy. But no, he just wants to be seen as like superior as well. Like, see, arithmetic, I'm a clever man. Not really, babes. No, no, I, mean, I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. When I was reading it and I was like, yes. Oh, you're going to comment on the maths. Dude, if I'm getting it, like, yeah. you know, it's not hard. Literally. <laughs> so um, some time passes. And, um, oh, this is amazing. Uh, we established that Mr. Rochester is not a fan of Adele. And he says... Oh, I thought he liked Adele. He fucking hates her. He literally... Fi- oh, you shall see, you shall see. Aww. So um, well, he doesn't fucking hate her. Uh, it's not good to her um, so oh. he says um, I am not fond of the prattle of children I have no pleasant associations connected with their lisp it would be intolerable <laughs> literally it would be intolerable to me to pass a whole evening tete-a-tete with a brat I was like me <laughs> I relate okay I very much relate to Mr. Relate so hard he just likes his dog and he doesn't like twats yeah I, I mean so yeah 100% relate but also you chose to adopt her bro yeah and, like this is your choice <laughs> oh yeah later Jane um, says Mr. Rochester tends to be in a better mood after dinner I mean same raise your hand if I just described your general demeanour yeah <laughs> like, 100% yeah. I get all grumpy when I'm hungry he is like a giant toddler and then um, later Mr. Rochester tells Jane the truth um, as he understands it about Adele um, he says he basically used to shag her mum and her mum said that Adele is his daughter and he's really what? Sorry. Oh, Katie's done a silent fart. <laughs> I can't smell it. <laughs> Just mouthing like, I was going to say off camera, off mic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't smell it, so I shall tell you about Adele and her mother and the triangle with um, Mr. Rochester. So yeah, her mum says Adele is his daughter. He's sceptical on this point. She probably is his daughter. Yeah. And um, so, although um, she did cheat on him, but still. Uh, so he's sceptical on this point and says um, he would have liked her to have resembled him more. Um, but then like, sorry. Oh, he was ugly. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, that's gonna come with some drawbacks, isn't yeah. it, mate? Um, so harsh. You, you didn't have to adopt her, yeah. and um, he never really leaves his thought process. And uh, Jane um, makes this note. Jane's such a prick. Um, she loves it and basically notes that his kindness to her. I want to point out not kindness, just Man like explaining and not smacking her. Warranted attention. He like gives yeah. her a lot of atten- unwarranted attention. Just gives her a lot of attention. Not kindness, and yeah, doing all the things you yeah. said. Um, is balanced by his unjust severity to others. So she likes a bad boy and she's basically like, oh, he's a dick to everyone else, but so nice to me. It's probably because you're 18, love. Yeah, literally. And he wants to fucking shag you. Yeah. So. It's probably one of the reasons why he doesn't like Adele. I think we have introduced you to a lot of the key cast. And maybe we can leave it there today because there (gasps) is an exciting scene coming up oh exciting oh. And, and i like being told the story it's fun 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 so yes i hope you um all enjoyed the introduction to yes. the craziness of jane Eyre. guys we are scraping the surf i, I literally just said we are scraping the cervix <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff happening on freudian uh, sleep don't don't frown don't worry that that's don't worry there are pop-ups on the computer that katie's frowning at but it's all okay. Okay. Don't worry. What, what are we scraping? Um, the surface. Oh, the book. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I was so confused is because Marsha looked shocked at the, shocked at the computer where we were recording, so I've just been staring at it trying to see oh, the problem. I was, I was just staring blankly at nothing, being yeah. like, why am I saying we're scraping a cervix? <laughs> I thought you were saying that like, we were running out of time, and I was like, no, we're not. We've got unlimited time. And is that thing called a cervix? <laughs> and she was like, I don't see it, man. <laughs> Show it to me. No, we are graping. Oh my god, this is why we have to stop regraping the cervix now. Don't put grapes in your cervix, lads. No, and don't grope a cervix. No, that's a bit from my dad wrote it, isn't it? My dad wrote a porno, yeah. He I'm... groped her cervix. Ew! Like, don't mutilate women. Jesus Christ, like, yeah, you're the one molesting everyone. Yeah, freak. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoyed the introduction. Join us next time where yes. hopefully I would have stopped saying cervix. And broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, it's time for the plugs. Almost yes. forgot. Very important. Today's to... note is don't grope cervixes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cervix cervixes? Cervices? Oh, um, I, I had to have smear tests done recently. Uh, loads of nurses call it cervical. That's weird. Yeah. Also like vaginal rather than vaginal. I'm like... Vaginal, surely. Yeah. Vaginal. So if I... We said we were going to talk less about this. <laughs> the plugs. So you can follow us um, over on Instagram at unclassical underscore podcast. And we follow everyone back. So, you know, like I can't follow for a follow. It's yeah. really great. Thanks, guys. And if you want to contact us in a less... If you don't have Instagram, because some people don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure every one of our listeners does. But yep, yep. You can email us email us at email.unclassical at gmail.com. Dot com, yes. And most importantly... Importantly. Importantly. <laughs> please rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Oh, and also wherever you listen to your pods. Yeah, and also someone said this on a podcast the other day and I was like, oh, we're going old school. Recommend us to your friends. Oh, yeah, do... You know, just like when you communicate. Yeah, if you liked of, it. Yeah, the technological bubble. Yeah, if you liked it, guys, you know, tell a friend. Tell a friend. And then, and I'll... if you didn't like it, tell Shut them anyway. <laughs> if you didn't like it, keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're saying that <laughs> I didn't like it, but I think you would. Oh, yes. In which yeah. case, say that, but instead of saying you didn't like it, say you liked it, because it sounds better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, just 
You know, all good things, all good things. <laughs> all good things, all good things. So we'll leave you with that um, list of instructions. I hope you wrote them down. Yeah, uh, rewind. Yeah, we wrote them down. Rewind and re-listen if uh, you didn't. And uh, we'll review, review next time to see if you failed or not. If you're a big fat failure at life for not doing those you're things. You're liars and deceitful. Oh, yes, liars and deceitful like Jane. Well, on that note, goodbye. goodbye guys. Have a wonderful evening or life, depending on when you listen. Yes, have a good life. Goodbye. Good- Farewell. Bye. Thank you, well. Goodbye. For fuck's sake. Bye.